game. Incoming transmission. Life uh, finds a way. Start the Stark Contrast. Hello, boys and girls. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I spent the weekend uh, shooting a short film with uh, my buddy Nicholas Blackmer. And after we got finished doing uh, some of the shooting, we decided to record today's podcast. I actually split it up into two parts, so you get part one today and part two tomorrow. I hope you all had a great weekend, and I hope this is a good way to start your work week. I had a great time interviewing Nick, and I think you'll find his uh, story pretty interesting. Here we go. And on today's episode, we have an interview with Nicholas Blackmer. Nick, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Howdy there. How are you guys? How are you gentle folks this evening? So Nick, we uh, we first met when we were at GRCC. I was doing my second round of education, went back and was working on uh, getting some credits and we had a public speaking class together. So that was what, six years ago, five years ago? Yeah, six years ago, I would say, right? Because it was 2013. Sounds about right. My years all fade together. No, it was 2012. 2012. It was the end of 2012. Okay. So the the Mayan disaster was averted. The yeah. world didn't end. So We then, were lucky enough. <laughs> we were lucky enough to have class. <laughs> so we, we met at uh, GRCC, had that class together, and kind of developed a friendship from there. Yeah, we just kind of clicked. You always thought I was, my speeches were really funny and were always pushing me to try to check out stand-up or try my hand at stand-up, which was something that explored a little but i never really dipped into much hadn't gone to shows before you so it was good good too because i was not at a very good point in my life and i'd never made a friend that was 10 years older than me either so that was a little bizarre but it it made me come to realize especially as a young adult when you're you know that young that as soon as you reach into adulthood i mean everybody's kind of on a level playing field i mean people have uh who are a little older have some advantages but I mean, as far as having a conversation with people and going about living real life, I mean, you, you, everybody's paying their taxes and their bills and stuff. When you're 18, you might not be dealing with everything just yet, but it's way easier to talk to somebody who's a fellow adult than, I mean, anybody who's under the age of 18. Right, I gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of funny because you're pretty much right between myself and my son Liam's age, so it's kind of a... A middle ground you you see you kind of had a transition between the two kind of generations where some of the stuff that doesn't completely make sense to me with Liam I, I feel like you get some of that and you get some of my generation stuff it, I don't know you're pretty trendy yeah yeah you try keep to keep <laughs> <laughs> on social media and stuff like I don't even you know I'm 24 but I don't have a Twitter or uh you know I don't look at uh Instagram or anything like that I'm I mean, my generation does for sure. That's, yeah. that's, we're probably better for that. your sanity. I know <laughs> the social media is definitely like the more they research it, it's just garbage for your psyche. But I'm sorry. Not podcast though. No podcasting is it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Self flatulation. Good for your that. soul. Yeah. So, anyways, we we met in class. Like you said, we I got into checking out some of those live stand up shows. Uh, actually took you to Louis C.K. show. He's been yeah. 
popular topic on my show lately with all the uh, sexual abuse stuff. Did you hear about Louis? Re- not anything recent. No, like no, a year about ago. a year ago. Yeah, it's yeah, been, yeah. well, like nine it. months because he tried to come back and they're like, oh, it hasn't been a year yet. You should probably wait. <laughs> but uh, like he was just jerking in front of people. Right? Yep, he'd ask girls if he could jerk off in front of them. And yeah. then, yeah, so. Uh, Everybody's got a hobby. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Personally, I, I'm not defending the guy. I, no, I mentioned no, it before. Yeah, harbor it, any ill will against me. It's, it's disgusting, but in comparison to some of the like when they group everybody together, I feel like jerking off in front of somebody while it's very disgusting. It's not <laughs> even on the same realm as like forcing yourself on somebody. And he did ask for permission. So I don't know. I don't want to dive too deep into the details of this. <laughs> I, so, I'd be more insulted if he got something on me, if you know. <laughs> as long as his aim's good. Keep, okay. keep, keep over in your corner. I, I say if he can, he can do another... Like a madman if, if he want, can do another hour corner. like he did the last time, though, he can jerk off in front of me. I'll, you know. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. That was a solid last hour. <laughs> Anyways, we, we went to the Louis C.K. show. It was out um, in Detroit. That... For a first stand-up experience, you had one of the best. Yeah, man. As soon as we get in there, he's talking shit about Detroit. He got booed like a <laughs> motherfucker. People were on him, and he's like, "Man, did the Holocaust happen here?" I thought the people behind me were gonna pop him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I, I've been to war zones before, but I, I just don't remember what war <laughs> happened like, in Detroit. He, he was like, "Oh man, this is a really nice place." The fuck is this doing here? <laughs> Yeah, because it was a a nice theater, and it did not belong in Detroit. Anyways, great first show to go to. From there, you... you, I know you said you watched... It it isn't like you didn't hear about what stand-up was until I met you. No, no, no. You just weren't that big into it. And then we we also went to a uh, local show. Yeah. So you got to see kind of the other end of the spectrum of comedy to see some of that. That was fun. Those guys killed it, too. Just that local show. Yeah, the open mic, open show. And while we were there, um, they, they had a special where they were serving pitchers of beer and uh the waitress yeah. came up You're just and just gonna fess up yeah well, <laughs> all right they just said it they just well i didn't do anything i was in a suit too yeah i did a speech that day we so we came from class go to a stand-up show and uh they had pitchers of beer i ordered a pitcher of beer and she came back with two glasses at the time you were i was probably 18, 18. 19 i was 18 on 18. probation <laughs> Okay, so, so <laughs> Nick's 18 on probation, and uh, the waitress ended up serving him beer. So, and we just went with it. You were you were kind of nervous at first, but... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> so like, we, You're like, don't worry about it. Nobody's looking. You're wearing a suit. You were <laughs> like, yeah. word, all right. <laughs> so, sit, drink some beer, watch some comedy, had a good time. After we got done with that class together... We still talked a little bit, but kind of drifted a bit. I mean, we yeah, had our I mean, own life. You stuff. gave me that company uh, acquire screenwriting program, and that's still the same one that I use for everything that I write. <laughs> it's like I literally only carry that computer around because it has that program on it. Oh yeah, the for final writing cut. scripts. Yeah, and uh, that's been useful for I use that on every single project I've pumped out in the last like five or six years. I've heard that overall, that's you know a solid program to use. So I figured. Hey, might as well pass it on instead of having you actually pay for it. I think it's pretty expensive when you buy it yourself. So figure share it with you and <laughs> sharing is caring. 
Remember that when it comes to the podcast, too, guys. Pass it around. Sharing <laughs> is caring. But let's, let's do a little flashback. Yeah, because I don't think we talked about the fact that I make videos. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going to reset when you were... Where were you born? Where were uh, you raised? I was born in Detroit, actually. Okay. I was, came up in Detroit until I was nearly three, and then my dad got a good job at the Ionia High School. If you don't know where Ionia is, it's like halfway between Grand Rapids and Lansing, and then uh, as the school technical director. So I've uh, pretty much come up all the way through my life in a uh, little town of Ionia. If you, uh, we're, we're really well known for our prisons and our free fare. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I knew about him was the free fair. So. The free fair. Good for you. We used to have about six federal prisons. Yeah. We're down to like four now. Downsizing. Yeah, downsizing. <laughs> Shipping them out. Shipping out the prisoners somewhere They else. might just be, I don't know what goes on in those Stacking prisons. We just deeper. had somebody break out a few, like two years ago. Right. Bust out, dig out, or and then, I don't I don't even know how they got out, but that held somebody up at the gas station I stop at damn near every day with a knife. And had her drive him out of state. Nice. They got him, but he made it for a while though. Yeah. If he got out of state, so the fine city of Ionia, home to the best prisons in Michigan. Yeah. You and if if in case you haven't been to Ionia, if you start to live there, it's actually the town's actually a prison too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it locks you in, man, because the taxes are cheap, oh, and there's okay. just enough to do to where you're like, this isn't awful. <laughs> but it really is. It's just a trick. You've been tricked. So don't ever move to Ionia. <laughs> oh, no. It's a lovely town. <laughs> You're like, I love that. It's great. Yeah. It's home. So when, a little bit of backstory, you, you're in a film. You actually went to school for film. I'm not. I wouldn't call say that I'm in a film. Because it's something that I directed. No, into film. Oh, I'm into film, you want, yeah. Your, your goal is to become a director or are you more writing? I want to do everything, dude. Any okay. aspect of it. Um. When I was younger, I always wanted to be an actor, and then I would try to audition for stuff, like, online or whatever. I mean, you live in Michigan and BFE, so it's not like it's not like I can go out to local things. There was community theater, but I always thought that uh, acting community theater was significantly different from the acting that is in movies, because there's a lot more subtlety. I feel like you have to overact a lot on stage. I mean, just because yeah. there are people in the back they need to see. you know. It's But I think it's really cool how with a camera you can watch a single teardrop you know, roll down somebody's face without necessarily even other characters noticing. So I feel like it's it's easier to tell a coherent story. And then, of course, with movies, once they're made, you don't have to do shit. I mean, you can die. I guess that that's that's one of the coolest things to me about movies is when I was like eight years old, I, for, for the first time ever, I saw a Tommy boy and I laughed my ass off. And at the end of the movie, I was like, I want to see more movies with uh, with Chris Farley. My dad was like, oh, that dude's dead. He's been dead for years. And I was like, word, this dude who has been dead for years just made me laugh my ass off all night. That's pretty powerful. You know, that's right. that's almost immortality when you can actually make a difference on other people's lives well after you've passed and, and bring a bring joy to them. I think that's really or teach them a lesson. I think that's that's that is the closest. That's thing what originally drew you to it. No, Spider-Man did. Spider-Man. Spider-Man did. When I saw Spider-Man was about five years old. It's like, holy shit. I didn't know. I mean, the special effects were so sweet that Sam Raimi, they created a camera setup for that movie called right. the, to swing like between the buildings and stuff. And obviously when I was five, I was like, well, I want to be Spider-Man. But I also, I grew to really appreciate what I thought, um, or like, I always wanted to be an actor because I thought, you know, even though he's not really Spider-Man, if I was a little kid and I saw Tobey Maguire on the street, 
I'd be like, holy shit, that's Spider-Man. So I just wanted to be Spider-Man <laughs> to somebody. I gotcha. Not necessarily. I know you can't be Spider-Man for real, but if somebody sees you and thinks that's Spider-Man, that's about as close as you can get. Yeah, see, that, that was the advantage of uh, growing up when you did is there were legit superhero movies. Just when started. Was, when I was a kid, just that started. wasn't a thing. <laughs> I mean, well, they, Neo. I mean, it was the first kind of superhero movie I saw. It was the Matrix, kind right? Of, and that, I was, was I think, when, when did that come out? Ninety nine. I was so I was in high I was school five, by then, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that special effects were a different game when I was. Yeah. yeah. So you came out of Ionia. Where was your first shot? Did you go right to GRCC? Yeah. That, like that was. I didn't want to do anything, dude. That was a really confused teenager. I had made videos and stuff, but basically all I've ever heard is, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a tough biz. You know, you couldn't really, when I was younger, I was a little too scared about the idea of moving away and stuff like that. And uh, basically, I mean, I didn't even apply to GRCC. My parents pretty much took care of all that. I I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't really care what I did. I had just been, we talked about probation earlier. I had just been arrested right near the end of my senior year. So what happened with that? I was smoking a blunt and driving after a video shoot. (laughs) It's terrible too, because my, um, I was out, it was an amateur uh, MMA thing. I was working with these guys, which I got totally effed in the pooper. I didn't make any money out of that hardly. They were kind of taking advantage of me. But I figured, you know, I was in high school. It was a good experience one right. way or the other to work with people. And and if I could make stuff that people would get would watch on their screens, or even they did, uh, they did show uh, an entire event that I had filmed and edited myself on local GRTV, which I thought was pretty cool yeah, for being cool. eighteen. Yeah. It sucked because I couldn't watch it because I was in Ionia, but I was like, yeah, that, that, he's like, trust me, it's showing. I was like, oh, well, thanks. Cool. I got paid showing. a whole 50 bucks or something. I put All like right. 100 hours into that. It was <laughs> insane. But no, we were, me and a buddy were uh, filming for it and they let us get up right up in the top of the ring and everything. It was really cool. It felt like legit. And uh, we were, the thing ran till like two in the morning. I don't know how or why it didn't start till like nine and then all the fights, it just didn't end till like two in the morning. Sometimes those events go way over in Grand Rapids or wherever. And I was tired and I had woke up that morning at like 6am. Now it's like two or 3am when we're leaving. So I've been up for like 20, 21 hours straight. And my buddy's like, Hey man, time to get blazed. And I was like, I don't think that's a very good idea. And he was like, ah, and I was like, well, you didn't let me finish. All I said was that, I didn't think it was a very good idea. I was, that doesn't mean we're not going to do it. <laughs> Fucking kiss of death right there. Yeah. Uh, that's so I uh, managed to make it damn near all the way from Grand Rapids to less than a mile from my house before the cop decided to pull me over Damn. and found less than a half a gram of pot and then th- threw me in cuffs and uh, left my, I actually took my buddy back to my folks place and then uh, threw me in the back of the paddy wagon. And I was like, oh, damn. They, they, I, for the longest time, I hated cops after that because that guy was such a, they were such dicks to me that whole night. I was sitting in the back trying to crack wise a little bit. I'm like, hey, man, so obviously I'm a bit of a confused youth. Uh, what are some of the pros and cons of being a police officer? He just pretty much ignored no, me. No, oh, no. They wouldn't talk to me, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm bummed right now, man. Come on. So did they keep you in there overnight? Yeah, or? I went to the holding cell. It was kind of funny. The dude did share a little bit of, comedy with me when i was walking in and i was like oh man it's too much he's like damn still pretty high huh and i was like i don't feel inclined to answer that buddy (laughs) (laughs) but no i'm sitting in the holding cell there's nothing in there nothing i mean there's there's a pavement and a toilet and toilet paper i was like oh toilet paper cool so i walked over and you know there's nothing to do except for think about what you're gonna do with the rest of your life (laughs) after you get out of this cell 
So I just started taking some toilet paper and just making some art with it. You know what I mean? Like, rip it into some strips, you know, spin it around and then maybe weave it around, kind of like almost knit with it. You know, just something to do. Thread it together. And some cop just walks by. Older guy with his baton just fucking bang, bang, bang right on the glass. He goes, this is jail, not fucking arts and crafts time. Flush that shit down the toilet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, no problem. <laughs> they thought you were having too much fun. I guess so, man. You can't have fun in jail. They don't like that shit. <laughs> they, they frown upon that. Yeah. So uh, Don't flex your creativity in jail. So you, you get out. They, they figure out you're going to do probation. Did you have any other punishment for it or oh my parents were pissed for like a year i couldn't really yeah talk to them about too much but it did end up being a really positive thing that happened in my life um even though i ended up costing like five grand or all kinds of stuff but um i think it really improved my relationship with my father up until then he was uh i think we were both kind of dicks my dad was dealing with like a lot of family stuff my high school year with his his older uh brother had committed suicide and stuff so he was not in a great place either, but uh, we would have it out all the time. And it wasn't until, but he always felt like he was right about everything all the time. And it wasn't until I'd gotten arrested when he picked me up, we just went and have a conversation. And he wasn't even mad at me for that conversation the whole next year, probably. But that for that conversation, he was just like, hey, man, like, you know, I kind of feel like a failure as a parent when my kid's in jail. Like, do you feel like I did something wrong? And I was like, wow, this is the first time I've ever heard you say something along the lines of thinking you might have up at all. just a yeah. little bit just yeah. even the tiniest little bit so once he opened the doorway to that we were able to have like a much deeper conversation i feel like have a significantly better relationship for so, it so there was a little bit of a silver lining at a oh yeah that and uh even with that having happened like my grandma will be like you know did you learn your lesson and i was like yeah i don't get caught She's like <laughs> you know you shouldn't smoke i'm like well i didn't learn that shit yeah <laughs> like that uh, even with that having happened Smoking, uh, starting having smoked marijuana is one of the best things that has ever happened to me in my entire life. Gotcha. doesn't matter. I was just so stressed out as a kid. You know, I had really negative emotions, not to the point of like cutting yourself for self-harm or anything, but I'd get pretty upset and throw some tantrums and stuff. And it, you know, it, I guess when I first started and I waited quite a while till I was about 17 to start ever try anything. But once I did finally smoke something, I was like, Hey, maybe I should just take a step back and relax and everything will be okay. It's just like being able to see something from an outside perspective instead of being trapped in the own, your own little box that gotcha. is your own head. So it settled you down a little bit. and Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, like, if you smoke too much, you're going to get lazy. But there's definitely, I, I try to use it for, I, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, I use it medicinally because it's like, eh, well, you probably just like to get high. Right. <laughs> I got what you're saying. But it is, I mean, it does help. I mean, I notice significantly, you know, with my relationships with other people. And gotcha. And that, that brings you back up to the GRCC stuff. You went there. Oh, yeah, we got off track. Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, you went there for two years, and then you went to Western. and then Yeah, I went to Western. I didn't know I was going to go to Western. I actually made a video about that. You catch that one? I don't think you said you did. I don't right? think so, yeah. Yeah, there's one uh, right up on Facebook of, uh, like, this dude just talked talk me into it that I didn't know that well. He's a friend of a friend. He actually makes some music for my shorts now. But he was going to college and at a university, and I was like, hey, man, I'm not going to go. And he had was at odds with that, and I pretty much didn't really want to talk to him about it, but he had some good points. And 
even though I didn't really uh, think that it was going to be the best choice for me, by the end of him talking to me, I was like, damn, he had, I can't think of a reason to not go, you know, that's better than his reasons to go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he was like, hey man, they have, you want to make videos? They have video equipment, people, other people who want to make videos and, you know, and, and they'll help you out with it and all the editing stuff you need. I'm like, damn, that's true. So you spent two years there. I spent four. Four years. Western. Yeah. Oh yeah. I spent one year at GRCC. I pretty much dropped out after we stopped hanging out. I mean, I didn't drop out, but I failed like a lot of my classes. Like I just didn't care. Gotcha. At all. And then, um, so you you went from GRCC to um, Western. You went for film. What's your actual like? It's called film, video, and media studies. Is the is the major? It was like two week or it was like a month before Western was about to start up their semester. This dude convinced me to do it, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything better with my life, so I applied. I barely got in because I had done so poorly at GRCC, so they brought me in on academic probation. But once I finally knew what I wanted to do and had had an idea and I was motivated, you know, I was off academic probation in less than a year, and I Obviously pretty well kept with it because you went, you know, you got your degree. Went all the way through, yeah. just got it last year, and since then, it's kind of sick, but we can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> Gotcha. During the time you were at Western is when you met Jordan? No, I met Jordan at GRCC, actually. Okay. Just after you and I had kind of met in April. Because gotcha. we, we'd known each other all the way through high school. And then we just were friends of friends. We didn't really talk. And then we went and saw a concert together, some 41, on April 1st, 2013. I know, wasn't that crazy? Right. Everybody thinks that, you know, when you think Sum 41, you think romantic. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude, that's what she, I totally, it was such a bad influence. I was going down there and I was like, hey, uh, I know we haven't, we don't really know each other that well, but I was just picked her up to drive her to it because she was like, checked with my friend. She's like, he's not a psycho, right? They're like, no, he's cool. She's like, all right, well, all right. If you're offering rides, I was like, cool. We got there and uh, I was like, hey, uh, just so you know, I've got this little flask probably gonna drink a little i was like you ever had anything to drink before and she was like well i always thought about it and i was like no kidding (laughs) and so she was down man she had like and oh good for her what a trooper i mean because the shit i had was like bacardi 151 talk about your first time (laughs) drinking like liquor that is twice as alcoholic as normal liquor yeah straight up paint thinner dude pretty much because I can only fit enough in, into a flask, but no, nah, dude, we went out that night and she had a few drinks and moshed and rocked out. And I was like, damn, this girl's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. And, and stuck with you while you went to college. And... Yep. And we've been dating ever since. We were all uh, about six months after that, we started dating for a little right. while. I was like, I don't know if I want a girlfriend. She's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you so, got me. So she's obviously the brains in the relationship. She's, we split the brains. Yeah. Yeah, I know some things. Some things she does, and I'm just like, damn, that was so dumb. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, you didn't think about that? And she's like, oh, I know I wouldn't have thought about that that way. And then other times, I, I, she'll just correct me doing something, and I'm like, oh, my God. That was... Or she find things. Oh, my God. I can look through a whole room. So did she go to Western, too? Or? She went to GVSU to begin with, and then she transferred over to Western. Gotcha. What's her degree through. in? She's psychology. She wants to do uh, clinical psychology and uh, like help people out at work and stuff. So she she's got to get her master's. She's waiting until next year when we establish residence to 
Gotcha, gotcha. And so you're just patient yeah, zero yeah. for it when she's studying all this psychology? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She's trying to figure you out. She's it's, like, I got to go for my master's to figure out Nick. I'm lucky. <laughs> I'm lucky, though, honestly, uh, because I'm her first uh, boyfriend, as weird as that is. It was funny. My grandma, we were hanging out with my grandma last week, and she's like, you got to kiss a few toads before you get a prince. And I was like, not her. <laughs> you like, should, you first like, one. are you calling me a toad, yeah. grandma? Listen, bitch. That's what, that's, she's, she's like, that's what I was talking about. She ended, she has got to get past you. Yeah. She's like, I don't know if you know about oh. Nick, but uh, he was on probation for a while. Grandma rats you out. But uh, <laughs> you guys are together, been together for almost, almost five, five years. years. Five years and um, just a few and then you you've decided now that you're going to move to California. That's the next big. That's what we decided adventure. this like a year and a half, two years ago. That when we finished school, we were going to move. But we have just been so goddamn broke. Uh, you know, student loans kick in, and uh, we're we're lucky enough. We're just like our folks have kind of let us live between their houses right now. Near the end of it here, we're primarily living at my folks. But yeah, um, we've got a, a vehicle and. Both saved up a couple grand, and uh, we're just gonna go try to start a different life because we're sick of winter, man. Yeah, I can appreciate <laughs> that. And that's where they do it. Uh, yeah, basically, it's like the credits. I've always wanted to. At this point now, being a little bit older, I just want to make movies. I just want to do any aspect of it. If they'll let me, you know, hold the 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 camera, that's terrific. Or set up in the one of those giant camera chair. Right. Or run, you know, lighting. I know how to do most all this stuff. I, I just, I see the credits roll at the end of movies and there's, there's a million names and I don't feel like there's any reason that I shouldn't be able to make a living being one of those names at the end of movies. Gotcha. So the the plan right now is actually November is when you're going, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's sneaking up. Top on of hands. November. So you're talking less than a month. Yes. And you well, guys are... Yeah. Yeah. Less than a yeah. month now. You're going to hit the road. Um, is your plan to get right into L.A. or have you... We're going to be... Well, luckily we have a bunch of support from our family and stuff who have finally been like, oh, wow, they're actually going to do that. So uh, my folks do have some timeshare points or something that they're trying to burn off before winter. My dad's like, hey, we can set you up in a little, uh, little kind of hotel thing for just a few days. Uh, so we'll probably end up hitting that first. And then, and yeah, and then looking at because we were gonna try to find something on Craigslist or a living situation through apartment stuff online, but at the end of the day, it's like I'd really like to step into into where I'm gonna be living and take a look around before I sign a year lease. Yeah, I don't you know blame what I mean. Either. That's yeah. like, especially you take a look in the neighborhood, just like a little bit. I mean, we're moving into uncharted territory. The furthest west I've ever been is Colorado, but I'm excited just because I don't know. I feel like days go by slower and life light lasts longer when you're in somewhere unfamiliar i could see that i i was gonna say in general life flight it's insane how fast life goes and this as you get older year, it does i was gonna say goes. this last year has been the fastest year that i've ever lived through but i've been sitting in the same place doing the same thing yeah. i'm thinking it maybe it's because it's the most recent year that i've lived that it feels like it went by the fastest. I don't know. That, yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. I think it has to do with location and, like, what's yeah. going on and how much you can kind of accomplish. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So, even if accomplish isn't necessarily getting something done, but living something new or experiencing something right. new, learning and becoming a... Expanding um, yourself. Yeah, becoming a fuller individual. So you're, you're going to be moving. We, we had been talking a little bit before that, and 
I've been trying to get you to to make something before you leave. That was that was like a, I was like put out something new. And I know you said you were a little disenchanted after your last short. Yeah. Because it didn't get the reception you wanted. Um, yeah, it didn't get any reception. If it, <laughs> if anybody saw it, they'd probably like it. But yeah, I don't. I don't know how to market. I, you know, which is that's that's something I'd never focused on. I always focused way more on the creative side of stuff. I don't know how to sell anything. It's probably gonna kick, you know, come back and kick me in the ass later. Really, that's gonna be a big part of I think after the move is just linking up with people who actually know the aspects of, of yeah, because you can only really. Right, because I, I, I watched so this short and it was, it was thirty over thirty minutes long. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a, you did a great job on it. You just couldn't get it in front of the right eyeballs. It sounded like, and that that's what disenchant. It wasn't the product itself that you weren't happy with. It was the fact that well, I submitted it to a few film festivals, but it pretty much got turned down by every single one of them. And uh, I talked to a professor about it, and she inferred that it may it may have not had anything to do with the quality, but the runtime. Because with short films, 35 minutes long, if if they have seven five-minute short films, they got to cut, that are all good, they have to cut all those just to show my one 35-minute film. And uh, yeah, that's not, they, they try to fit in as many people as they can. So I, that's the, that's what I'm trying to lean on with my failure is the fact that maybe it was just too long. <laughs> but they say you want to make shorter stuff, but I guess they're, they're, the only reason I made something that long is I really just wanted to make something that people could sit down and actually um, eat popcorn to and watch and like have a full-fledged story with characters and like actual things that happen have some actual substance to it yeah i got you so after that that was when did you finish that about a year ago about a year ago yeah yeah almost exactly a year ago okay and then um your your plan after that didn't work out was just not to do anything till you moved to california originally right pretty much yeah i was just trying to save up money but i was just kind of bouncing from odd jobs for a little while you know that that didn't end up doing anything for me so i was a little depressed for a little while our initial plan was to leave by summer of this year gotcha but you know i it, i i don't want to say we didn't have the money my girlfriend was pretty much there i mean if i would have had my shit together we could have left yeah she seems say. like she's very planned out and fruit not frugal but yeah frugal. she's supportive yeah. she's she's supportive and she like sees my dreams as her dreams too which is you know I'm very lucky being such a such a relation. We we want the same thing, which is cool. You know, even I spent I left her alone all weekend to come up and shoot this video, and she you know is very understanding of that and encouraging even the, for me to go out and do what I and the same with her. You know, there was a period of time when we had only dated for we were not even two years, where she she had been planning before we started dating to go on a semester abroad to Germany and. Uh, she was kind of fighting with it because we'd, we'd only been dating for two years and she was still pretty lovey-dovey. And uh, she was like, I don't want to leave you for four months. But I was like, no, you have to. You already planned this whole right. thing. It's going to be a really exciting adventure for you. And we were a little worried that our relationship wouldn't make it through that because, you know, she's gone for nearly half a year. Right. But it did. We just talked really frequently and she was able to every day go out and have an adventure and stuff. So we were, we're both, we both do care about one another more than we care about ourselves and put put others each other's interests before one another's so that's you know seems, seems pretty rare nowadays it's so good. Like... <laughs> it is good it's the only bummer about it is i've ever since i was a kid i always wanted to make movies and stuff and she knows it too because we've talked about it but having a girlfriend is like 
I'm so content that I am not inspired a little bit. It's it's harder it's hard to take time out to to do things like this like we did this weekend to come up to try to to try to shoot something to create something when I know I could just be at home you hanging know out hang, her, hanging out happy, with her being happy yeah doing whatever going out to a movie with her because I'm spending every time we're making videos and stuff we're spending money on it right. you know and it's still work and that you have to try you have to try over and over and you fail and you keep trying and, and it takes and it takes not, a ton of energy it to... takes a ton ton of energy and a ton of time and a ton of dedication and and it takes away from time you could be spending with people you love and so and it I I end up doing a lot less of it I'll be honest I I think anyway I try to chase after the things that I feel inspired about but you know that's it's kind of a double-edged sword because at the same time I couldn't have made half the videos that I started making without her help you know, she's been, you know, Keep either, pushing you through. Yeah. Well, or, or holding the camera or holding, you know, there's, you need a bunch of people. Right. She's often run the mic or, you know, I've got a friend who's amazing with a camera. It's either me and him usually holding it, but if I need other people to hold it, that'll happen. But gotcha. She, she, so she's really good at running the mic or, you know, anything she can do to help, you know, grabbing and picking stuff up or anything. So, I mean, yeah, any helping hand, it's, it's good. So uh, whenever I interview somebody, I always ask them, what is the first vivid memory you have of your childhood? Like when you think back, what's the first thing you can remember? There's one that I always come back to, and it's, I remember being five years old. That's still pretty old for your first memory, don't you think? It's different for everybody, but that's not not crazy. So go ahead. I was laying in my driveway. My dad had just built our new house. Because he was in the, he wanted to be an architect before he did the computer stuff, so he ended up drawing our house, oh, buying land and building it. However, and so it was new, and he was really proud. And we were laying, and he was just kind of starting his family because my little brother was on his way. Gotcha. And uh, so I'm five, and we we're just laying in the back of uh, his truck and looking at the stars. And he was pointing out constellations to me, and he said, uh, "What do we think? What do you think we should name your little brother?" And I actually got to name him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because What's your brother's name? Hunter. Hunter, and what what made you come up with that? Um, I think he, you know how they say childhood memories are like you right, make you, that shit up. Yeah, I think it. I believe that it was he was pointing out constellations, and he pointed out, uh, not Orion, but who who is it that's the hunter? There is a constellation. Drawing a blank. I know who you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm completely drawn a but blank. But he kept, and they love this. My parents still bring this up every once in a while too. That he ran one past me, and I was like, no way. <laughs> Cause my first my first thought was like, oh, we could call him little kid. My dad was like, no, we can't call him little kid. I'm like, or little baby. Little baby. And he's like, well, what about when he grows up? I'm like, then we could call him big baby. Cause I'm five. Right. And then uh, he's like, no, well, how about Noah? My mom had been really pitching that one. I was like, you can't name him Noah. And he goes, why not? Five year old logic here. I'm like, because the first word he's gonna hear is no. And then all he's going to want to say is no to everything you say. And he's going to be negative. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. So the first memory was of naming your brother. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, what about Hunter? And he's like, I'll run it past your mom. And then he came out and he was that. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I came up with that. (laughs) So when did you first have the epiphany that adults really don't know everything? You know how when you're a kid you think that... I knew. No, I always knew that... Uh, some adults didn't have their shit together. Right. When did I realize that my folks might not? Right, like, ever, that nobody has all the yeah, shit together. Yeah, might not have everything, I don't know, recently? 
<laughs> took a while because I knew that, uh, but parents uh, or like adults were just trying to figure shit out too, oftentimes. So it's easier to not feel sorry for them when they don't have their shit figured right. out. It's like you've had time. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, should have compared this. to a kid, you know. You should have this down by now. But uh, with I mean, my parents still I think have a lot of stuff on lock. But it wasn't until you know you get a little older that you start to realize everybody struggles with one thing or another. Right. Everybody's fallible to a degree. So you're you're moving beginning of November. You said uh, you might be staying for the elections though. Yeah. Yeah. I might stick around. Try to get that vote in before you head out. I uh, Well, we were talking about maybe leaving early and just doing an absentee ballot. I'm kind of lazy and don't know how to do that. Well, I, and I think you need to file. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. By you now. Before now. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't wait till the week before to yeah. be like, yeah, send me one of those ballots in the mail. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of it later. So w- one of the things on our uh, ballot this November is legalizing marijuana. Yeah, I feel like a dick saying it. I'll vote for all my friends, but I don't care one way or the other. I'm moving to California anyway. I'm going to get that legal shit before the year starts. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And in general, you are you said you're pretty to the left. You're straight ticket. I, I'm, I'm an independent, but I lean left with almost everything. You talk about, um, because obviously as a younger individual, the most significant you know changes that I see politically are social ones, you know, things going on in society, you know, talking about issues like pro, you know, being pro-life or pro-choice or, um, uh, legalization of marijuana or, um, what's, what's another good one? Gay rights with everything related to that. Yes. I lean heavily to the left social, socially, socially. Um, when it comes to federal taxes and stuff, a little more to the right there, you know, I, cause I don't, I mean, if they actually use the taxes for the shit that that needs to get done. Gotcha. But from what I understand, and you know, <laughs> taxes get raised, you don't see any improvement. What What's the point? Okay. But yeah, no, I'm gonna vote. You know, I I'll just say it outright. You know, I, I I'm gonna vote blue because Trump's a fucking psycho. <laughs> not I'm not. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's, uh, like intentionally crazy, but. <laughs> But you think it's crazy? It yeah, yeah, I think he's crazy. You, yeah. <laughs> so so I mean, you were born in the 90s, so you probably don't even remember when Bill Clinton was the president. You're. I don't remember when he was the president. I remember there being some stuff. Well, I mean, and, obviously. But no, Bush is pretty much the first Bush president, president that I remember. Yeah. And I remember everybody hating him so much. And now they look back and they're, even, like, oh, they're oh, like, oh, we missed that guy. Remember George Bush? He was so great. Yo, the thing about Bush is, though that differentiates him from Trump. And maybe this is why people like Trump probably like him more than Bush is that Bush just seems like, I mean, I probably, you're going back. I wouldn't agree with the policies and stuff. I mean, weren't the American people like 70 to 30 against the Iraq war? Not to start, not to start. I don't know. I don't think overwhelmingly, uh, I don't think the population wanted to go to war. More, more people than you think got roped into the whole. Really? Yep. But um, when there's a lot of revisions that say they they weren't for it. Yeah, there were before when I when I was a senior in high school, they were trying to get everybody signed up for you know military, yeah, military yeah, yeah. stuff. But this was before nine eleven. But just knowing George W. Bush, 
even at that young age, I was like, I'm not signing up for any of that shit because we're going to be in a war. Didn't know what war. <laughs> just going to be a war. And uh, one w of the, is funny, though. I guess that's one the of thing the friends that... in my class decided he wanted to sign up for the reserves because he was convinced that it was a safe thing to do. But uh, yeah, needless to say, there was some deployments. No shit. Yeah. So, um, but Bush is almost like the thing that makes him likable is like that he's kind of a dummy. He's like the good old boy. Like yeah, everyone. he's just friendly and, you know, I mean, he... <laughs> and I, I think more, and I, I said this back then too, <laughs> I think more of the stuff that was bad in his administration was Cheney. If anything, yeah, that's Cheney, what a lot of people Cheney say. was running the show and then Bush was kind of just the the front man. He was the Flavor Flav on the mic. L- let me say something where we're... T- <laughs> Flavor Flav. You know, I just for the first time a couple days ago listened to Public Enemy. Oh, really? I'd never really listened to Public Enemy before, but they're considered one of the better groups. Jesus, he's annoying. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. The other dude's a great rapper. Who's that? Chuck Chuck D? Chuck D, yeah. Is great. But then you got Flavor Flav, like, over top each bit. I'm like, Jesus Christ, shut up, dude. Yeah. Trying to enjoy some rap. <laughs> I was like, I heard that he kind of made up what the hype man is, though, which yeah, is kind of cool. Who's <laughs> like, the hype man? But, um, shit, where was I going back to politics? Oh, yeah. Here's coming back to Trump a little bit. Here's sorry. Here's my biggest problem with him. Actually, this is probably my biggest problem. And I can't believe that it's not a bigger problem for people who are right wing, because back in 2008, I was less liberal, I would say. Dude, I was in middle school, so I'm comfortable saying I maybe wasn't even pro gay rights. I was 14. I didn't know. You know, I was raised Catholic. You know, I was doing, I, I went to Catholic school every night all the way till, up till I was 12, 13 years old. My dad was like, well, there's a lot of raping going on. Maybe, yeah. maybe we're done. I was going to say, uh, they're, they're against gay rights unless it's a But priest, I know, I, I know all my prayers are Father who art in heaven, holy by name. I can okay. come and I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you're Here like Catholic, daily Catholic, bread. Catholic, yeah. My, my mother's side of the family is very, oh, her mother is very Catholic. Like, gotcha. so, so I was raised that, so I... I was more conservative socially. Uh, I've always kind of fiscally been conservative because that's my money and I need it now. Right. (laughs) So are your parents conservative? No. Well, I feel like they used to be. Yeah. But they're, they're... my dad watches MSNBC. Gotcha. That's all he watches. I'm like, yo, flip it over Fox News. I need a laugh. Yeah. But (laughs) so uh, my biggest problem with Trump is how he went after McCain and got away with it. Like, the shit that he said about him, because I was saying back in 2008, I actually would have voted for McCain. If I was able to vote, I would have been. I would have voted for McCain over Obama. I've always had a lot of respect for him. I didn't like some of the stuff that he was saying near the end of the 2008 election, like that he was going to, you know, regarding the social issues, like abortion and so on and so forth. But a lot of people were like, he's just saying that for the, for the you know what I mean? For the he base. Would, yeah. but, but he's not going to go through with that. In, the, in which case, I don't know, he might have been more fitting president. I like, I, I, think lo- he, I really like I McCain. think McCain would have won if he didn't have Palin as his vice Yeah, president. Palin was such that, a bad That's what think it. But, but I, I really have a lot of respect for him. And, and when Donald Trump straight up, like, talks shit about him, saying he's not a war hero, fucking takes the flag up from half staff, like, the day after the dude dies, the dude's dead. You win. Right. Can You gotta disrespect the dude. He's already dead. Or dropping his name out of the defense bill that was, like, had his name in it, named after him, you're not gonna just mention it. You're the president of the United States. Don't be so petty. Grow up. I got you. <laughs> like, um, you're an adult, dude. Like, you, you, can, do, you can still win and be an adult. So do you remember in 2008, that, not 
I'm not defending Trump at all. But do you remember the shit that they were saying about McCain when he was running for president? That's what really soured me on some of the Democrats, too, is because they were... They, they were, were taken. Oh, yeah. Tar- he was a crazy old man that the torture that he went through was why he wasn't fit for president. They didn't go as far. They weren't as trashy yeah, as I Trump didn't. stuff, yeah. but it was the same idea. Like, yeah. Well, Trump doesn't even put up ads. He doesn't need to. <laughs> he just runs his mouth through his Twitter, dude. You got it. It's kind of, kind of, you know, th- that's what makes, I see the appeal because I love Eminem and like Eminem hates Trump, but a lot of people who are Trump fans are Eminem fans because like, he's speaking his mind. Right. You know, he's, no saying, he's, put, he's yeah. putting it, you know, putting them in their place or whatever but it's like you know that doesn't make for effective leadership it really doesn't it it, it could make you cool but when the the building's on fire in school you don't tune to the cool kid and ask him what to do yeah that's true he's like he doesn't know shit he just knows how to smoke cigarettes and tell girls they're bitches right that makes him cool (laughs) but i wouldn't turn to him in an emergency he's gonna (laughs) try to figure out a way to fuck you over and save himself (laughs) <laughs> i gotcha that's cooler i've always been fiercely independent like i won't straight ticket vote i don't i don't believe in it i don't think they should even have that option where you should, can just tick I, at the I, top I, I if believe... you don't know who the people are you shouldn't be voting for them i agree with that but people are going to do it on the other side anyway so that <laughs> see that's the eye for an eye thing and that that's another thing with the... It's not for an eye for an eye thing. You can't compete if you don't. I don't think that's true. I think you really? can... I think part of the problem with the Democrats right think now... Think if one of them could straight ticket and the other one couldn't? No, I'm saying like they shouldn't have straight ticket at all. All together. Yeah. yeah. But what I, yeah, when I'm referring to time. that, I'm more talking about the fact that the way... Even the, this Kavanaugh thing with the judicial nominee, when they were... The way they attacked the Democrats played was a very Republican-esque way of doing it. Which is weird because it didn't work. No, it didn't work. Well, well you that was the whole... was Republican-esque. I guess they're kind of like on a 50-50 kind of streak. It's been a problem where... I've never seen it where somebody loses and gets more aggressive towards their side. Like, oh, they, Bill Maher's always talking about that. They lost... Yeah. They shit on their own team, right. basically, well, instead of they, coming out and defending them. You know, if, if, if Kavanaugh had been a pussy... About his drinking and stuff. Trump probably would have pulled him. Well, Trump might have pulled him, but they might not have even voted him through. I, I think either way. He, the, the plan was always to vote him through. And that's why, with the hysterics and stuff, he was always going to get through. That's why he had the guts to do what you he did. You never know, though, because, you know, even though Betsy DeVos made it through, you know that's the first time in history that the vice president had to settle a, uh, a nomination? Because well, uh... it was 50-50, and he had to come in and break the tie. If they, the two, they had She's two people dumb. that abstained from voting on Kavanaugh. If they yeah. would have voted, it would have been because it was fifty forty eight. Oh really? And then well, Pence then would have broke the tie. Yeah. yeah. Just in general, like I, I think that's part of the problem is more and more people are like, well, if they're doing it, we should do it too, and it, it's just everything's going down. Well, the that, whole that 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 the whole, Clinton the, slogan this, of like aim high or whatever or aim what is it? Well, they go low, we go high, or yeah. whatever. That shit didn't work. So, of course, she was a terrible nominee. She shouldn't have been on the ticket. No. But even if she was, if they would have been, she got cocky. She, yeah, she would have been active. She went to places that she didn't Democrats even go anywhere. Dude. Has never no. The few places she went though were places that they Republicans always win because she thought she could get the biggest landslide ever, and she played it wrong. Trump played it smarter and yeah. squeaked it out. But I voted. 
every time I every presidential election that there's been since I could, including the, my first election was uh, Gore versus Bush. Like I turned 18 two days before the election, so I voted for Gore. I I we had a student election, and then I school. voted for Bush when it was Bush versus uh, Cheney or uh, um, versus Kerry. K. Yeah, Kerry. John Kerry's just everybody idiot. hates John Kerry. <laughs> then it, Obama versus Romney. Or, no, 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 no. Versus McCain. McCain. I voted for Obama. I was gonna vote for uh, McCain, and then he got Sarah Palin. And I'm like, it was yeah. just too much. Bro, what if you die? Yeah, we don't want much. we don't want the first woman we, president to be able to see Russia from her house, eh? Right. the The funny thing is, um, there were oh, some. Sure there's still stuff they get attributed to her. That was just SNL making fun of her. That's how good Tina Fey was. Oh, yeah. That the shit is, is in our minds as it no, was. No, she said that shit, though. She said similar. And then the li- that line, though, that I can see Russia. Russia, that's actually Tina Fey that said that. She made a similar thing about how they're right across the water. Like, it was a bad comment anyways. And then yeah. they made it into that. that yeah, I, all right. So Tina Fey wrapped it up. But anyways, I voted for Obama there. And then I voted for Obama when it was against Romney. Yeah, Romney's policies were... He seemed um, like an all right guy, but... but... if Romney would have ran or would have been the nominee in this last election, I would have voted for Romney over Trump. Over... Oh, I thought or, I mean, over Clinton. Uh, Clinton. Yeah, yeah, I would have, too. Yeah, I think a lot of people would have. I, w- I would have really liked to see Bernie versus uh, Trump? Trump. He would have wasted him, dude. He I think He would have so wasted too. Trump. Everybody that I know that voted Trump voted fucking bernie in the primary yeah a lot of people did well because it's different they're because it's different they just similar, want something yeah, different they're more they similar than most good people or think it's, bad. Yeah. it's like i just don't want shit it's to be the, the same, same shit, shit yeah. sucks right now switch it up let's try something yeah could yeah. get better could get worse at least it'll be different right that's what people think honestly enough of the yeah i was ready yeah i was just gonna say let's talk about my life more okay yeah <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed part one of my interview with Nick Blackmer, and I can't wait to share the second half of the interview with you guys on Friday. I hope you have a great week. And that's when to grow on.